Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, welcome back to, I mean, this is going to be the first episode where it's just you and I. First episode in uh, in a week or so, it's just Cage and I, where we're doing the fractional right. report before the opening bell, sponsored by Collectible. And guys, love these episodes. Super looking forward to it. And, and, and I'll tell you, I mean, Cage could talk about it as well. We really love what we do. And we, we I mean, I'll speak for myself too. Like, I, I love hopping on here. Talking sports, talking card values, trying to break down the market. Every once in a while, be right about a prediction. Hmm. Uh, and you got to understand, like, we get asked to, you know, be breakers or, you know, repack and all that stuff. Our vibe, just kind of getting to know Cage over the last year, building this audience, we really do have a passion for helping you guys. So, you know, whether that's Giannis, Curry, and Tatum that we've talked about or, you know, Raphael Devers, you know, that Cage has talked about. We do have a passion for, you know, we see this in the market. Maybe you guys can take advantage of this opportunity. We've become friends with our audience. We've gotten to know you guys. Some of you guys have benefited tremendously from listening to our show. And we said it once, we'll say it again. We'll never, ever charge for our content. We're here to serve you guys. We're here to answer your guys' questions. We're here to watch. We're here to watch. What happened? We're here to watch no, games with uh, so still two with uh, Ian and and our gang. Oh. You know, even Manny says we should go live more and watch Ian's watching. He's too. watching Yankees Red Sox as we record this, so he's giving me the updates. He came here and said, you know, Gleyber Torres gave one a ride, but it didn't go anywhere. So listen, you know, lots of fun stuff this weekend. I I, I echo your uh, your excitement for today's episode. The um, you know, the fractional report brought to you by Collectible before the opening bell. Because we've been in the midst of the 10 for 10 series, uh, spotlighting women in the hobby. And uh, in the coming days here, we are going to bring on um, Alex Jimo, who, you know, you may have seen her on some collectible, um, you know, content over there. Everything from the, uh, the Babe Ruth, um, you know, Baltimore News offering. Uh, to the Mint Collective and so on and so forth. So I'm excited to talk to her. And uh, you know, if you haven't checked out our our episodes this week, definitely different uh, different segments. I probably have learned more this week um, from our episodes than any other week uh, that we've done. Six hundred and how many? Six hundred forty episodes or so. So it's definitely been uh, it's definitely been a good week of of, of, of fun for us. But. Why I've learned we that we're just getting started in terms of not prices because we don't know what's going to happen with the markets all the time. You know what I mean? There's a lot of factors that go into what makes card prices valuable. Long term, we, we know how this stuff works. It's art. It's sought after, especially the scare stuff. But what I'm seeing is there's a lot of new participants in the space yep. and a lot of new participants that like different stuff. And I, I think that's pretty cool. I'll, I guess I think I'd be remiss not to start with this. Tiger Woods. There's there's few athletes that um, transcend sports. Is that the right word? That kind of you you you. Whenever he's playing or she's playing, you got to hit pause on whatever you're doing and go watch this guy. Cage, do you know what his um, what his putters uh, for what his irons sold for? The lot one, golden age golf old auctions. Do you know what it sold for? A lot, a lot of money. Of, because 2000 to 2001 Tiger Slam winning irons. Well, that's what made them go up. 
it's an interesting thing, this new business of photo matching and whatnot. It really is an amazing thing because they're able to use photos and photo match things to, you know, to when they were used, you know, jerseys will be for games or however many games. That's why, you know, Luca, he used these in his rookie year for seven games, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. So, you know, they added to that. They added photo match and it was, it was, these were used during his tiger slam year, which is pretty crazy. You know, that means these, these are historical clubs. It's like, all right, you got a Ruth bat, but do you have the Ruth bat that was used to hit home run number 60 when he set the record? You know what I mean? Like, it's a different story. It's the bat that he used to call his shot. You know, there are, there are you know, layers to it, and photo matching allows that, that craziness. How much does it sell for? Millions? Seven figures? Five million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Five million, 156,162 bucks. Now, let's see the winner. Go out there and use them and hit around the golf. That would be awesome. Go Do out you think there that has so, play so, some golf with them. So there's a late 1990s uh, tournament used putter from Tiger. There's a, two tickets of Tiger. There's actually a 1992 LA Open uh, first PGA event full ticket on collectible. Mm-hmm. He has five items. I'll read them down for you so, so it's not confusing. We have uh, two tickets. We have one 2001 SP Authentic BGS 9.5. We have the putter, and then we have the SI for kids, one of your favorite cards. Do you think this this auction, Tiger back, he's not 100%, but, you know, his first day he was in contention. He says he's going to play at the Open. Do you think his – do you think that this has kind of like a rubber band effect? I mean, on certain th- certain things, sure. Um, you know, the, the putter, sure. I mean, people will now be looking for, you know, Tiger Woods golf. You know, you're not be able to find that everywhere, but you can find it at something that Fractional is perfect for. Um, you know, so, so you know, that's 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 one I'd definitely be looking at. What does he use? A Scotty Cameron? What, does he, what kind of putter does he use? <laughs> I hate you sometimes. Seriously, I hate when he, he does this. He does these, like, low-key It's a Scotty Cameron. It's a Scotty Cameron. Listen, no I don't No one knows what that means. That's, a, that's his putter. There are different kind of putters. I have a Nike set. It's an old putter. It's called a unitized. It's one piece of steel, the entire putter. My wife uses an Odyssey, you know. Uh, so there are different kind of putters. It's Scotty Cameron. That's his putter. It's titleless. See? It's pretty cool. It has a dent for where he got pissed off. And <laughs> he probably hit it into a tree. But, I mean, yeah, that's cool stuff. The tickets, the tickets are an interesting thing, man. I mean, they're definitely catching on. People are definitely, you know, talking about tickets more. There's a lot of uh, dialogue, a lot of debate about tickets. Um, there are a lot of advocates about about tickets themselves. Um, the putter is is clearly something that is a comparable asset to this right. five million dollar set of clubs. Um, so yeah, I would expect that to have some, you know, some interesting, uh, you know, interesting stuff, right? So yeah, those irons—that's pretty crazy, you know. It definitely is. So so before I get into the data and popcorn it to you, there's a second thing I wanted to talk about. So sure. let me pull this up. So it's Golden Age Auctions. So this, uh, this is from Golden Digest. So this is kind of like uh, the newsletter that Golden produces. Good stuff. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron. Here is something interesting. Episode one, you can watch here. The guy's talking about some fun stuff. But here's what I want to point your attention to. Mm-hmm. Brady's card ladder index versus LeBron's. And if you look. LeBron's LeBron's just kind of stalled out. In the mm-hmm. last, what is this? Since December, let's call it January 1st of 2021. So it's 13, 14, 15 months, going on 15, 16 months here. It's been relatively flat. 
at that same time, look at Brady. Look at Brady's performance. I don't know if you could see if you could see here. It's just been a straight shot up. Yep, I can see now, it. They're they're comparing two greats of the game, two guys that are going to be remembered for a long time, etc., etc., etc. LeBron's going to break the Kareem's record of all-time points. He's going to set every record under the sun just about. He's playing for such a long time. Just looking at that information, looking at that data, is this a consolidation period between LeBron? Is this where people who have owned him for a long time are now selling? People are now getting in and are like, I'm just going to buy into LeBron because he's one of the greatest of all time. Is this a consolidation period and we could see another run like this? I mean, it could be. It could be. I mean, Brady and LeBron, the difference was, you know, after, so LeBron hit the bubble, but after the crazy peak, Brady won the Super Bowl, right? So, you know, we talk about that momentum. You know, he was riding that momentum and then won a Super Bowl with it. LeBron has has the performance on the court. Scoring title aside, which he didn't actually wind up winning everyone. Um, give that to Mr. Embiid. Um, you know, the his performance, his team's performance on the court kind of matches with the, the pricing. Um, whereas Brady, he won the Super Bowl, and then the following year he came out there and led the league in yards and touchdowns. And, you know, was right up there, you know, in the MVP discussion again, and now he's back again. So it's a little different, right? Brady has put himself firmly in the goat of goats in football. I'm a Montana guy, you know that, but Brady is better. Brady is right now the greatest to ever play the game. He is, and I hate Brady. So it is. And he's, got, he's got a shot to add to it too. It pains me to say that, and he's not coming out there. It's like it's like when Jordan comes back, we were in the four or five. It ain't to play games with you. Brady's not coming back to just go out and you know have an eight and eight season. He's going out to you know he's out there to to, to do some stuff. He's looking to have his best season. Um, and I'm sure it's a little Jay Z action. All right, a little, little Jay Z, exactly right. Um, it's aim at you. Um, probably mean you, but so. You know, then he says live, something about smithereens. Yeah, blow you to smithereens. Exactly. I came, I saw, I conquered. Oh. Record sales, sold out concerts. I'm just gonna stop because I'll just do the whole thing. So anyway, guys, it's a different. How do you episode. remember lyrics so well? I remember everything. Don't, don't, don't ever call me fat because I, you, I'll never forget it. We'll be 80 years old, and I'll be like, remember you that have, time? You have that, like you have like photographic yeah. memory, that kind of stuff. I, I don't know what I have, but. I think Brady stuff goes up. I think LeBron stuff, if you look at it, right, LeBron stuff has already taken a little bit of, uh, of a beating. Most of it is down. Some stuff is up this past week. I think now, though, when the NBA playoffs start and people are watching them and not seeing LeBron, that's going to cause a ripple effect there. I really do. I really think it is. And, I, I mean, we will we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, this has been a really, really interesting week. A lot of good comps, a lot of good sales, a lot of good fun stuff. Do you want to go through some of the LeBron stuff? You know, if you want Absolutely. to, before we jump over so guys, to there's stuff? 21 assets of LeBron on collectible. So two have been sold, five are coming soon. But here's where it's interesting, right? We talked last week about how there's a chance they're going to shut them down and they're eliminated from playoffs, long off season. It's funny how markets move, right? Sometimes they're counterintuitive and, to this week, six of his assets were up, two were flat, six down. That's very, it's very interesting to see that. I think either way you slice it, some assets obviously people are getting out of, but to see six assets up the day he's, they don't make the playoffs. Uh, they kind of wrap up the season. He's out for four, four months, six months, whatever, till you kind of even see the next game of his. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating. So six up, two flat, six down. So and I don't even say the six down includes two sealed wax, which obviously is a is an indicator of him. But you right. know some of the sealed wax prices we've talked about, like the exquisite stuff. You know they've it, it kind of ran, and one of them was actually one of the the bigger drops of the week. So you know, if I could tell box. you guys, I think there's going to be a lot of wax buyouts in the next three to six months. What I'm seeing with all of this, you know, whatnot, loop, Instagram breakers, everyone's a breaker now. You I mean you even see P Ryan doing an awesome collab with Golden and Fuck Jerry? It, it's this world, yeah, they're doing a, they're breaking. I think they're breaking in a flawless case. I'm not sure what they're breaking. But the point is, breaking is entertainment. And for it to be entertainment, you need huge boxes. You need huge, you know, 03 uh, Tops Chrome, 03 Exquisite, 1986 Fleer, 1952 Bowman, or, you know, or 1950, is it 51? But these crazy, crazy, crazy um, wax boxes that attract a lot of attention. You mm-hmm. have to go somewhere to get them. There's not unlimited supply, and there's there's a lot of scarcity. Somewhere to kind of make like a, a speculative bet on uh-huh. is wax, because once you know the the town is dry, people start you know asking questions. Can I buy this one? Can I buy this one? And the prices go up quickly. And there's you know there's more than one bidder, and there's only one box. So so take a look at that. Uh, I think wax is a really interesting investment for the next three to six months. I like it. I mean, I definitely do. I'm going to give uh, two plays and then talk about some comps and, uh, you know, talk about some fun stuff there. My plays out there, these are these are your, your typical Sunday, um, you know, just look at the numbers. I did kind of like an analysis of the charts before looking at Sunday what these fun were. Day. Yeah, a little, a little Sunday, Sunday fun, fun day. day. I looked at these and I said, all right, well, these are two that, you know, just the chart looks like it's oversold. And then I look at what it is, right? And I Perfect. couldn't have been further in the type of assets that I found. Uh, the two of them are as far apart as you can get. Uh, I'm ready to pull up. I'm ready to pull it up. 2018 flawless Trey Young BGS nine. Um, if you want to pull that one up, share with the folks. That's fine. This um, this asset IPO at ten with fifteen hundred shares, meaning it's a fifteen thousand dollar item. Um, it closed last week, so you know, wow, week, week ago seventeen point two, which is twenty five thousand eight hundred, and dropped all the way down to nine oh five. Basically, a forty-seven percent drop week over week, um, trading now at thirteen thousand five seventy-five market cap below the fifteen thousand IPO. It's a nice card, right? It's a BGS nine. Um, you know, it is a it is a, a horizontal. Um, what is that out of right there? You see, what is it? Number two ten. of of ten, right? I mean, it's a nice card. It's got a three or color 18. patch. I, I think it's what, either two or eighteen. Uh, you'd have to zoom in on it and see what what that what that is out, out of eighteen. Of. Out of eighteen. Eighteen. Says it right so here so two out of eighteen. Um, nice card, really nice. Uh, you know, this was one of those things. I don't know whether or not people thought that the Hawks were not making the playoffs. They are. They may by the time you listen to this. Um, depending on how late in the week you listen to it, they may not be in the playoffs. You know, they, they're in the play-in game. They may be eliminated, and this may come down a little more. This just looked to me like, wow, somebody exited. There was some liquidity event going on here because it lost half of its value and fell below the IPO. And and while I personally wouldn't be a buyer of it because there's a lot of different, you know, Trey Young, RPA type of stuff out there, if it goes down any further, it definitely looks like something that, you know, could warrant potential buyout activity. It's definitely one that I would keep an eye on, especially, you know, if they do get eliminated. 
um, you know, and people are, are actually looking to exit it, you might have. So the other end of the spectrum, the 1957 PSA 8.5 Mickey Mantle. I mean, you can't get any oh, different, right, than Trey 2018 Flawless. Mickey Mantle's market is, is, is pretty hot. You know what I mean? And yet, I look at this and it's 57. All right, it's not the, you know, it's, it's, it's a great-looking card. Right, but it's not one that people are always searching for, and you know it's not a nine, but it's an eight and a half. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous card. Um, really nice looking card. Were these hand cut? No, impacts, impacts. Um, and but I looked at this one, the same kind of thing again. Right, um, this IPO to 10, 5,560 shares, which is, means it's fifty five thousand dollar IPO. Uh, last week it closed at 8.6, which is 47,800 market cap. And it was down from 8.6 down over 20% to 710 a share market cap below $40,000 on this one, 39,476. Just looking at the chart on this, you know, you have, you see the drop off. I mean, you scroll up again and show that chart. You see it kind of like this, it just kind of falls off a cliff there at the end. Um, so interesting chart, you know, it is a high end Mickey Mantle early year. Uh, card, I think it's you know seventh season or so. Um, it's definitely in the first half of his. You know, people who do these verticals, and it's an eight and a half. I mean, better than an eight. It's not quite a nine, but you're getting it now at a, a significant discount to the uh, the IPO at ten. It's it's almost thirty percent off what it IPO'd at. So those are just two that stuck out at me. Um, some comps. Can I ask you two questions? Shoot, man. Of course, what we're here for. First, about Trey. Do you think that because I mean Trey's flawless in that? Thirteen thousand dollars. Yep. Is that a little bit too? Is that too affordable to want to go to collectible with? Is that like if I'm buying into tray, I could just buy my own card and hold a tray versus I mean, going to collectible for? It's part of it. I mean, it wouldn't explain the forty-seven percent drop off. I mean, I can't explain that. You know, other than to say, you know, that he hasn't had as good of a season as he had the year before. You know, people think maybe a, a playoff run is not going to be there, not going to be in the cards. I know what you're saying, right? Like at thirteen thousand, I can just go buy myself one. But, but that's the thing. There aren't that many of those out there. If you type that in eBay or go to a show, you're not going to find too many of those. So if you have a Trey fan who's like, all right, well, this one IPO'd, you know, it IPO'd a lot. This one last week was trading at almost 26000 Now it's down to thirteen. I can make a 16 17 offer on this and take it off the market, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at this type of a card, right? Because it is still a flaw, and everybody's talking about flawless now, right? It is a flawless rookie patch auto with a nice patch on it. BGS nine. It's not perfect shape, but you know it's 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 only eighteen of these. This is what they call like rare because it's rare, not rare because it's graded well. You know, so interesting and stuff, right? Get in. So Nets, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets. It's still up for grabs how they're going to match up. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I think the Hawks are second best team out of those four. I mean, the Hawks might get in. The Cavs are in, I won't call it free fall, but they haven't played well recently. The Hornets are interesting. We'll, we'll see, man. We, we'll see. They might get in, and this could be a turnaround candidate. They might not, and I think it could be a turnaround candidate for next year, you know? Second question is, no other market is a Mickey Mantle market. And what I mean by that is the 51, 52, 50, all the way up until basically his last year, those cards are four or five-figure cards easy, right? Yep. How can... What's the right way to compare Mantle, like a 57, right? Like, how do you – what's what's the true price? It's not his rookie. There's so many other cards of his. How do you truly understand 
are you playing the chart here or are you do you feel this is undervalued this was this was solely the chart this was solely right now i picked this just from the chart but i also i do i mean you got to look at the comps on this right yeah there are other sales of the 57 mantle you also look at you know uh golden auction had a 52 bowman for sale they had a psa 7 um you know 52 tops which sold for more than what collectibles ipoing theirs at the ipo 299 um the the golden one sold for you know for for more than that so that's interesting you know to note that sold for 336 with buyer's premium so definitely higher than the 299 that collectibles ipoing theirs at um just mantle's market overall has 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 done well um Talk about some fun stuff here, and I, I mean, we'll throw a bunch of them out. Let me just throw one out that you and I talked about after we wrapped, because this auction sure. ended after we wrapped last week, and it's this segment here, we can call it, be careful with one comp. Be careful when one sale happens, because who knows what that one sale is. Maybe it's a real nice copy, or maybe the story's there. A card that I was bidding on myself, hey now. Um, but didn't actually bid because we were recording. I would have liked to have bid on myself. Was the 1994 Dwayne The Rock Johnson Miami University Bumblebee perforated PSA 10. One ended last weekend on eBay and sold for $26,099. When you compare that... Interesting card. And compare that to the 38250 that slightly down to 38250 that the one on collectible is trading at. Now... Normally, I'd look at that and say, okay, guys, be careful. $26,099 and $38,000. You know, the last comp is two-thirds of what it's trading at, so that's why you saw it go down 5%. It was not with an auction house. It was not something that anybody even knew about. It was just a regular random seller selling the card on eBay. So it didn't get the eyeballs that otherwise would have seen this card, and I think it sold that, that comp is a little bit low compared to what things would sell for. Um, you know, They're really awesome, like uh, from an anthropological standpoint. Really awesome to see how the landscapes changed, right? Oh yeah. eBay is now the last place people check for really nice cards. Yeah. For Auction house stuff. is where you go, and it's it's incredible to think how that's changed in just a short period of time. When I got into the hobby, people said eBay is where you sell. Yep. Right. It yep. wasn't even a question. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a question. Which consigner sold on eBay and you sent your cards to? That so a was couple, a different. A couple other ones, right? You know, one, Alt on April 7th sold a Chrome Refractor Rookie 2007 Tops Kevin Durant for $16,408. The comp on collectible is 24500 Now, he has a playoff run, nice little run. This card could go on a little bit of a run. That's one comp. But if you look at it, the comp is it just sold on April 7th. For again, two thirds of the price that it's on collectible on. So something to be careful. Take it even further. And let's talk about this, right? Can you pull up the the Babe Ruth 1948 leaf for me? Because we talked about that, right? We talked about that card two weeks ago. And what we talked about was the comp from the PWCC auction, right? And that the PWCC one sold for $102,000. 102000 so we looked at the one that we have here on SGC, uh, is an SGC 8, right? And it was sitting there at less than half. We made a big post about this this card. It was, you know, but now the asset is trading at what? 541 per market cap of what? 56,000. 56,000. IPO to 52. Okay. So here is 
here's the, the, the fun, right? That is a gorgeous card. This SGC eight has the PW has the uh, the PWCC I appeal on it. The one that sold with PWCC was also a gorgeous card, perfectly centered. You know, beautiful card, forty eight leaf, um, not all centered at all. They're very you know condition specific what you get for the prices, which is why what I'm going to tell you now has to be taken with a grain of salt. Not all eights are the same. Take a look at the one that sold in Golden yesterday. Ken Golden had a 48-leaf Babe Ruth PSA 8 cell, right? And it was, it was right to left, completely off-center. You can take a look at it. Significantly more on the right border of the card than the left border of the card. You want to take a guess how much it sold for, the PSA 8? Keep in mind, now, this within the last month, the same PSA 8, same card, sold for $102,000 at PWCC. A nicer version of PWCC. So keep, take that into account. What do you think? The PSA eight sold for in in golden auctions last night. Sixty two. Forty five thousand six hundred dollars with wow. buyer's premium. The condition matters on these cards. It matters a lot. Um, and it's now it's now coming into focus way more that people would pay more for a lower grade with better eye appeal. People will pay significantly less within the grade. And you have to be careful when you're doing these things. You can't just say, okay, a PSA 8 is a PSA 8. The last one was $102,000, so this one's going to be there. The SGC 8 on collectible happens to be a really nice card. It happens to be a very well-centered card. It's the only one of these three that has the I appeal um, you know, moniker from PWCC. That said, be careful because people only read the headlines. We've talked about this all the time. And when people read the headlines, the headline this week is PSA 8 sells for $45,600. So an SGC 8 at fifty-five or 56000 is now high. So Distrust shoot. of grading companies, I appeal matters, the market's getting smarter. What, are, what conclusions do you draw when you see stuff like that? None. I made all my conclusions already that every card is different, right? And that okay. there is a, there's a range within the grade, which is why I appeal is there. I think with cards like this, especially, you know, the Mantle Rookie, you know, all of them. When people are buying vintage now, a 10 is not a 10 is not a 10, right? There are, there are subtle differences between a well-centered 7 with a little soft corners and an off-centered 7 that has great corners. People want the centered one with the worst corners, right? So, Cage, so yeah. you have PWCC that has, like, the eye appeal. Right, Mike Baker? Mike Baker? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I don't love the 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 you know the paying for someone to grade the grader, um, which is the business model. But on vintage, we're seeing there is a difference. There's a big difference between what people will pay within the same grade. So I guess there's what we've seen too, guys, and not just with modern, but with vintage standards change for these grading companies, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And some of these cards might have been graded. Three, four, five, ten years ago, is that fair to say? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So mm-hmm. getting an updated grade might not be the worst. Might uh, an updated eye appeal, so to speak, with whether that's you know, you go through PWCC, which is the only one in the game that has that, or go through Mike Baker. I will say I think what PWCC has on its side is the fact that it sees so many cards, it is able to add its own kind of level of distinction, but it's a really interesting. I love how markets change and adapt. So 
I I want to give people the top three gainers, top three decliners, sure. if, if that's okay. Of course. Cool. Yep. All right. Go for it. Top three gainers. 75% up is the Chicago Bulls dynasty, 19, 1995 to 1998. Bench game used hardwood floor, up almost 75%. Uh, that can... You know, I think that's just I think that's one or two big buyers kind of moving the market. I don't know, but that's my my hunch. Second one is the one I'm most proud of. I've I've talked about building your Kobe mutual fund. Build your Kobe memorabilia mutual fund. So this week you have the French blue Jordan 12 retro sneakers, game worn by Kobe, up 60%. Yep. I stand by this. Buy wait for these huge moves. And add and dollar cost average into your your Kobe game used mutual fund. I don't think you could go wrong over a five to ten year period. Jason Dominguez, a forty percent his twenty twenty Bowman Chrome Orange Refractor. Baseball's back, so is Dominguez hype. I don't understand hype. I do not understand why these baseball prospects sell for these amounts. But the market is the market is the market. So, top three decliners. Anything Shoot. to say about those three? No, no. I, I mean, it's when I saw that, I was a little bit surprised because, you know, I, I mean, what is it about Kobe this week or a wood floor this week that would make those be the, you know, the ones to get into, right? Or, the, you know, nothing really happened with the, with the wood or, you know. So well, you, was, you, never, you never know with Kobe and, and Jordan. Those are iconic. I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't understand it prospecting on these baseball players where you know he could only hope to have the career of Bryce Harper or Albert Pujols but he's selling for astronomical astronomical prices yep so this is actually kind of cool they have um this is so I pulled up the magic bird Dr. J scoring leaders basket which is two PSA Eight of the, the the three of them on the card. Mm-hmm. Two two PSA eights. We talked about so, this several weeks ago and said that that basket was was pretty high because the nines were coming down in price, the eights were right. coming down in price. And this is a basket of two eights, and it's similar to like the, the Jordan uh, Fleer eighty six PSA ten. Mm-hmm. The ten holds value, and sure, when the ten goes up, the nine eight sevens follow. But then they actually kind of follow in the opposite direction. They have the rubber band effect that you talked about. Remember that? Yep. Which, by the way, cool. two fifty two was the golden sale on the Jordan two fifty two, including buyer's premium. So it right seems in where that's, it's been. that's yeah. the floor. Yeah. That's right there. Uh, but but I wouldn't be surprised if we see a move. I really wouldn't be in the next th- three, six, nine months. So the top three decliners: you have Kevin Durant's game worn high school jersey, Montrose Christian, down almost sixty percent, fifty seven percent, photo matched. Then you have the Dr. J Magic Bird. Scoring leaders basket down uh, two uh, two PSA eights down forty eight percent, and Cage's play, which is the Trey Young eighteen two thousand eighteen flawless RPA BGS nine, also down forty eight percent. There you go. All right, guys, some fun comps just so that you have it right. We got to give you these things when auctions end, and we'll do this again next week to the best we can because the PWCC auction will be ending on April 16th. So we'll have some numbers for you. Um, you know, that premiere will end um, in about a week, six days. Uh, one of the guys that Andrew talked about last week, Lionel Messi. I probably said that wrong. Is that Lionel Barca? Fantastically. All right, Mr. Messi. Mr. Messi and Mr. Neat. It was books I used to read. Collectible has the 04 Panini uh, Sports Mega Cracks, number 71, PSA 9, 
currently trading at you want to pull that one up if you can i i have it at sixty four thousand four hundred dollars that's the the messy mega cracks rookie psa 9 um i believe the market price on that one is sixty four thousand dollars you can grab that if you can uh why i ask you to pull that one up is because um golden auctions last night had one end so what's it am i right on the market value 64,000. I appeared at 86, actually. Okay. You want to take a guess at what the PSA 9 same card sold for? Remember, guys, it's just one comp. One comp, you know, it's not. 55. $24,000, including buyer's premium. Wow. Yeah. So it's something to look out for, obviously. It's something to be mindful of, guys. You know, as trading opens on this, uh, it's trading at 64,000. And, um, you know, the Ken Golden one from yesterday sold for. $24,000. Oh, excuse me. 28.8 with buyer's premium. My apologies. There are 36 PSA 9s in circulation with 20 examples graded higher. Mm-hmm. This isn't the highest pop card. This is this is the greatest player of all time. His rookie card with, let's say, 100 really nicely graded copies. I'm including PSA 8s. Did the buyer just get a steal? Hold on. Let's take a look. So I think some let me just make sure because I think some of some of the stuff is ending tonight. So I want to make sure that's actually over before we give that as a as a comp. No, it's still going. Okay, so there we go. Woo! Take take that back. Wow. Woo! That would have been really low. That would have been really low. Be, but that happens, Cage. Sometimes that happens. So Ken's auctions go for three days. I had no idea. I know someone tonight, but there you go. So the soccer portion ends on Monday night. So guys, be aware. It's currently at 28.8 with virus premium. Let's hope that thing goes up. My apologies to you guys on that one. I thought that was a, a completed auction. When I pulled up Ken's completed stuff, this is on there at 28.8. So we still got almost two but days but, on that one. Let's hope but, it sells for eight. If I, could talk, if I could talk a little bit about Messi, I, I, I'll, I'm going to double down. I mean, Ken's Ken has some very hard. It's very hard to find the completed stuff on his. It, he hard. might do that intentionally, if I could be honest. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe some of you guys in the comments that follow Ken's auctions for a longer time can share why the completed items are a little bit more difficult to find. But I'll tell you, man, Messi, Messi in a high grade to me seems like a great opportunity in the next three to six months. Well, did you uh, see what the the one we, we talked about, the gold two out of ten? The one that we mentioned when we said Ronaldo was a bargain, you know, comparatively with the one-on-one auto. Do you see where that ended at? That ended. So, see, it's over. Th- that that one's that one ended. But why is uh? What, I mean, what, soccer. Come on now. So that one ended. It ended at five hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars with buyers premium. Five twenty-two. People love gold prism. Yep. It's insane how much people love gold prism. I mean, not a direct comp, but two hundred and thirty-two thousand is the current trading price for a one-of-one auto, same set for Ronaldo. Interesting. You know, it's like forty percent of the price. Yeah, I'm picturing your your Christmas tree, Mm. and yours is, you know, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, bland, bland, bland. But those are the true rookies. And then you see people have these kabooms and gold prism and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking if I could get a PSA 10 for 200,000, a PSA 9 for let's say 30 to 45,000, or a gold prism for 500,000, I don't know. I, I don't understand the infatuation of gold prism over a true rookie. People like gold. People like them some gold. 
Um, let's see some other other comps, right? The uh, the Ken Golden also had a uh, BGS nine of the rookie ticket contenders auto of uh, Tom Brady sold for ninety one two, which is you know right in line with the basket of one ninety. Uh, they're about ninety five thousand each, so yep. that's a that's a fair comp. Shows that the the one uncollectible with the basket of two of them is trading right where mm-hmm. it should be. Um, you know, interesting stuff. You know, that's that's that is what I will say on those. Um, I'll uh, ask you one question, and we can wrap it uh, if you want. Sure, Carmelo, where does where do he where does he go down? Is he does he become cardboard irrelevant after? He- I don't know. Is he going to retire? Is this it for him? Remember, I think he's only in a lot one of people's year... minds. He's he has retired. I think in a lot of people's minds he has. Remember, he's only one year older than LeBron. He only played one year in in Syracuse. They came out the same year. So he's only a year older than LeBron. Um, he might be the worst defender in the league, <laughs> except for Trey. Yeah, they're they're they they go to the same country. <laughs> awesome. uh, listen, I'm a fan only because I I like you know being able to watch people, you know, from my generation of basketball, basically, you know, moving up the ranks in, you know, all time numbers. And he is, you know, top 10 scorer of all time. Um, That doesn't mean top 10, you know, scorer. You and I had a nice episode of what that means. It means for what I'm saying, there are only nine people in in the history of the NBA that ever scored more points than him. Doesn't mean he's the 10th best to get to the basket. Right. It means it means he you know he's right played now, a long time and he's been the number one option for a long time and he played oh. at a high level I like him and by the way the LeBrons that are you know trading on collectible this past week the the duel of him and Carmelo was one of the few that were up and you take a look at I that would one. use this opportunity so whack boxes of like really salt releases is is a play for me um Giannis I've given you guys that and all that stuff but. I would be I would short the mellow market. I gotta be honest. I think he's irrelevant. I think there might be a time where no team even picks him up. He he really hasn't gone out on top. And I think this chasing a ring. Remember the, the Lakers were plus two hundred or two plus three hundred to win the championship before the season started. People already crowned the Nets and the Lakers like the finals matchup. Is he even on the Lakers next year, right? Is is he even in the league next year? So I would be – how I would play Carbello. he's a legend. I would let the dust settle, him retire, and then get back into it as like a Dr. J type of vibe with the trio card with Wade, Mello, and LeBron. That's my prerogative. All right. I think that the two items that have Lamello, uh, have Carmelo on it, um, Lamelo is better than Carmelo. I Just think kidding. the 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 LeBron duel, the you know the 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 crystal one, they're up. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, that's a good thing. That might be actually, a time to sell into strength. They're actually up this week. All right, listen, I get it. I 100 percent do, and I can't really argue with you. You know, the, the the players that have not been the goats of that generation, right? The the Dwayne Wades, you know, the Ray Allens, the people who did well but were never like the top, top, top. Their cards don't appreciate the same way that the goats do. So you and know, both of those guys are significantly, it. significantly more respected in collecting circles than, than Carmelo. I mean, it depends who you ask. I think Kevin Garnett respects Carmelo better than he respects Ray Allen, but it depends who you ask. I don't know if that's true. Oh, come on. Did you see did you see the NBA 75th? You see when they announced Ray Allen and he came over and he shook um uh 
LeBron's hand and Kevin Garnett was like this. He was like looking up in the sky. No, dude, there was something more recent where they squashed it, but dude, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah. who yeah. knows? I don't know. Kevin Garnett has a hoodie that's stuck to his head. Um, <laughs> Luca Nation. That's another episode of the Fractional Report before opening bell. Uh, sponsored by Collectible. We love our partners. We love you guys. We love what you're doing. I think they've done a tremendous job, you know, upgrading their platform, giving you guys the tools to make really good buying decisions. So, and my apologies on the uh, on the messy one. That's not a sold auction yet. So, you know, there you go. It's uh, blame blame the golden site. That's really hard to navigate. But yes, that one's still going. So keep an eye on that, guys. If you're listening to this, you know, Sunday night, Monday, that will be ending Monday evening. Uh, comp of 64. It's currently at 28 and change. So, um, you know, I'm sure it'll get Dude, some more tech bids. Tech matters. Tech matters. Heading into 2020, like 2023, tech matters, man. I hope these companies, not just one, not just our partners, I hope they all understand how important investing in technology, user experience uh, will, will impact customer acquisition and and everything all the way down the line. It's it's super important to be able to navigate and see comps and sold listings and all that stuff. So love you guys. Peace. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.